Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome along to the Sofa Manager podcast. Number He's a hack. Five. He doesn't have his own intro. He's a hack. Ah, He's here we hack. go. Good. <laughs> Halfway through it, man. What is this? So, welcome Sorry, along God. to number 85. Uh, my co-host has rudely interrupted me there during the sort of intro for ourselves. Um, this is lockdown day number four for me, and whatever for you. What are we on, Paul? Four, five? Uh, well... Two days of lockdown, three days of working from home. So I'm enjoying the virtual lifestyle. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm uh, I'm set up and prepared for this. My my desk, as you can now see, is a mobile streaming station, um, and I am I'm ready to teach lessons from home with all this technology I've invested in over the years. So I am I couldn't have been in a better spot <laughs> for this. I don't think. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, on this episode, we are going to be looking at uh, who the Chinese bat seller really supported, uh, along with um, sort of the opportunity to sort of move into summer football. Um, if that's something you are interested in, um, you know what are you going to now do to occupy your lockdown Saturdays, patent pending. And uh, last but not least, we'll probably look at our kind of favourite footballing moments, as that seems to be the topic of choice for everyone these days. Um, so yep, as I mentioned, I'm joined by my co-host Paul and producer and editor-in-chief um, who will take over from here. Who, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the introduction, John. And of course, we are joined this week by our uh, lead host, uh, Jill, on line number three, who you'll expect to phone up and get at B-Sky-B and Larbert. <laughs> Lovely wee headset there, John. Oh, okay. Great. Um... And myself, what was my intro for myself going to be? Ah, yes, the typically well-prepared guest host on the podcast in that I have done no preparation. So... You know, the break every now and again. Uh, well, this is the first one I've not hosted since, I think, episode three, four, five, when we were in a different room and recording on a Guitar Hero microphone. I think so. we were on like a caravan at that stage. Yes, yes. <laughs> the travelling podcast, <laughs> uh, as it was known at the time. Uh, anyway, shall we just get straight into things? Fine away. I'm waiting on you. Where you go? You go. You go. Right. Topic number one. Who was the bat uh, seller really supporting? Mm-hmm. Theories, please. Theories. <laughs> well, I, I know that there's a there's a few you're going to put forward. We saw a funny we saw a funny meme in the chat the other week of. Uh, you know, if a Chinese kid had known that eating a bat would have postponed Brecon City against these five, um, <laughs> he might have thought differently <laughs> or something along those lines. <laughs> um, the theory I will put to you is a little bit different in that I think Celtic fans are thrilled by the prospect um, of a shutdown at the moment. Um, really? Oh, yeah. You might look at me baffled here, but what you have to bear in mind about Celtic fans is Celtic are nothing without Rangers Football Club. Okay? And what do Celtic and Rangers fans love to contest? What wins the real club? (laughs) Well, that, but thinly veiled, you know, 10 in a row argument where if Celtic were to win the league, this effectively might become like nine and a half in a row or something like that. Um, Eight eight plus two. Eight plus two, exactly. And this will keep... A, the Rangers fans going for years. You know, if Celtic go oh. on and win 13 titles, they will not be legitimate because of this season. Um, and I think Celtic fans will absolutely love that because it will give them hours of Twitter commentary to blast back at. It'll give Rangers fans hours to blast back at with the various news articles that they seem to have stashed 
all with similar offences in mind. I'm not going to mention them on this podcast. Um, but if you're a user of Twitter, I think you'll be fairly familiar. Um, so I think this will keep Celtic and Rangers fans going for ages. And I put forward that they are actually thrilled by this <laughs> to give them such a talking point. Not so sure. Not so sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I think he might actually be a Wraith fan. <laughs> Who might be a Wraith fan, sorry? I think oh, the, the Chinese boy. Okay, why is that? It's the only league that's really tight in Scottish football. So well, I mean, Celtic, Celtic are don't spend ahead. a lot of money, but you, oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they might go bust, that's the thing. I mean, when you're looking yeah, at it, Celtic are miles ahead, Sunday United are miles ahead, Cove are miles ahead. It's only Wraith and Falkirk who are really quite close to the top of their respective leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, point behind them, Falkirk are really hot in their heels. Wraith, yeah, they're they're keeping their keeping it going as well. Um, I just find it kind of suspicious, shall we say, that once this was all released and the league had been suspended, that John McGlynn was one of the first to come out and say, "Yep, just stop okay. the season here now. Uh, award does the league title and all the prize money as well, please." Thank you. I, I thought you were about to say it's suspicious that this has come about at this time for Wraith, and I was like, "You're not seriously linking Wraith Rovers to a spread of infection? Why in, not? Like, you know, China." <laughs> Aye, John Wuhan McGlynn, as he's known as, because of all his travels out there, is it? There's every chance. <laughs> I mean, I you never know. Can... It was maybe inspired by John Baird scoring in the Challenge Cup final. I oh, thought that's the team for me. Of course, you know, Shanghai, Shen Wan and all that, I've been looking at John ah, Baird for years, so the connection's want... there. Why would you want to watch Oscar when you can watch John Baird? Like... Oh, do you, uh, you, make, you make a joke, but we did sell the, the TV rights to China for a decent yeah. amount of money some years ago. So there there well there there certainly was some football broadcasting going on there. Um I think from my perspective it makes a full amount of sense for John McGlynn to come out and immediately state their authority to the title. Um and we've still yet to figure out what's actually gonna happen. Uh, I think the Highland League have been the first ones to come out and kind of say yeah, they're just gonna round it off as which I think for, for lower leagues makes a little bit of sense. I think uh, so. I think Brora were quite far ahead anyway. I so probably going to win it. Nobody I think a li- Well, it's, it's the principle of it, though. I think oh, I know, nobody, cares. Leagues, nobody cares. They're destroying our viewership. What are you then? <laughs> <laughs> okay, write in if you're an avid Highland League fan who won't have the internet because they don't have the internet in the Highlands, presumably. Um... But it is home, of course, to the fastest place in the Highlands, known as Nairn. Nairn. Do you get okay. it? Do you get it? Yes. Oh, yeah. come on. That's 10 out of 10, my favourite joke of all time. That's Do they even have a football team? Nairn County? County? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Ooh. Maybe need to organise a wee visit to the fixture. <laughs> fastest team in the Highlands. Nairn County. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm going. I'm going off track. Yeah, going off track. Um, but yeah, they're certainly the ones that I think it's seen. He's definitely one of their supporters. He can't be a Rangers fan. John McGlynn? No, the oh. Chinese bachelor. <laughs> oh, right. He can't be a Rangers fan. Um, ah, let's be honest. Rangers season was about to be over when they were beaten comprehensively by Bayern Leverkusen the next week. About to be. There's a lot of money to be had at the back of that. A lot of money to be had at the back of that. But um, I think... I don't know, they're saying Gerard Bacon a wee bit there were kind of... It's just such a weird point to stop for them because they were doing quite badly um, relative to everything else. So 
Maybe the shutdown for them actually came at a good time where they can kind of sit down, refocus, have a rethink. Although a lot of their good loan players like Haggy and stuff will now leave after playing like three, four games for them or something like that in the end. Yeah, this becomes a big issue for a lot of teams now is obviously a lot of contracts will be up at the end of the season um, and obviously the loans as well. I think there's a better argument to say a loan can probably be extended into the summer. I think oh, just on a kind of principle, but contract expiries, there's no kind of getting around that as a legality. Ah, I see. I didn't. I didn't think about because um, we are going to get on to later as to them possibly extending the season and things like that. I, I totally that totally passed me by that the loan thing would be a problem because I remember <laughs> in days of old when nights were bold when you used to play FIFA. Sometimes you would get to a Scottish Cup final and your star striker would disappear back to the Dutch club that you were loaning him from, and you're like, "What? Who did <laughs> that happen? I need Luke Castanios for this final. Who actually went on to do good things at the end, not at Aberdeen, unfortunately. Oh. Um, so that will be an interesting one to see. Um, Heart of Midlothian's players or prayers have been answered, though. Perhaps have they not? <laughs> to, an, to an extent, I mean, the thing is, like, so we're taking what uh, they were the first club to introduce a fifty percent pay cut. Yes. across the board and I don't know if everyone's accepted it I know Stendhal's working for free well, Stendhal uh, left he went back to Germany didn't he I was, he's still he's still the manager as such but he's right. got a right. kind of clause now that says if they do get relegated they can walk away for nothing can just mutual termination right uh, Naismith's taking a 50% cut and there was someone else as well I think it was somebody else in the management side so they're all hmm can I come around to it? I don't know if the rest of the squad have decided to take up the offer. Um, I think if you're a senior player, if you're like Sean Clare, who's had a kind of up and down season mm-hmm. and probably earning quite good money, you could probably afford the hit. But if you are maybe Andy Irving, who's on quite a lot less money, who? <laughs> not that great a player. Um, oh, burn! Yeah. Well, he struggled at Falker, let's be honest. I mean, we've both seen him. I'm I think everybody struggles at Falkirk, really, though. Maybe. There's been good players in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, I mean, after that defeat by St Mirren, which was actually at the start, the start of the outbreak of the coronavirus, where the, I mean, the security staff were going to throw people out if they showed signs of like oh, coughing yeah. or a cold or something like that. I was like, like good luck. How are you going to enforce that? Like a football game where there's like, you know... All these old folk going about hee-hawing and coughing all the time. So, um, yeah, the, that defeat by St Mirren, it started to put the nail in the coffin, I think. Um, and now in the past, um, I suppose this will kind of spin off into what we're going to do anyway, because that's what the conversation has been revolving around. There was, and I'm reminded of it as an Aberdeen fan constantly, when they expanded, did they expand the league? Or Falkirk Stadium wasn't ready. It was one of the two. When was this? Oh, right. I think what happened was they expanded the league in the the 90s. When, and it was a season that Aberdeen would have been relegated. Possibly for the only time ever. I'm not entirely sure of that fact either. Um, they expanded the league. Aberdeen got to stay up. Phew. Massive relief. Um, and then there were the times that Falkirk couldn't go up because of their stadium requirements, but I don't remember if anyone went up in their place. No, I don't went up. That was 2003. Okay. So at that point in time, the SPL had to kind of vote in the one of the, what was Division 1 at the time? 
Yeah. So the members uh, had to collectively vote and say whether he would allow them or disallow them into the league. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, that would pass without any issue. Mm-hmm. When it came to Falkirk's circumstance, obviously, stadiumless, it was going to be a ground share with probably Airdrie. Oh, that season, I think it was one of the closest. It was either going to be that or. East End Park. No, it was going to be like Motherwell or something. That was going to be Central Belt ish. Okay. Couldn't be bothered yeah. going across the fourth at all. <laughs> nah, why would you? <laughs> Savage John is host. <laughs> I think because Motherwell finished bottom that season. Right. And they actually voted to be relegated. But it was other kind of members who voted against it. I can't remember the kind of. That's typical Motherwell to vote to go down and still not get the decision to go your way. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Basically, that's, it was the end of Brockville at that stage. Oh, sad times. Um, so there, are, there is precedence um, for things like this to happen. Now, I think the intention at the moment, aye, the intention at the moment is to finish the season, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's when there's going to be the issue, but that, that should be the first game. A uh, first game uh, to to going to go through would to be finish the season, and then you know you can you can fiddle about with next season as much as you want. Mm-hmm. You can either reduce it, move it. Sort of, as we'll probably go into the next topic is obviously summer mm-hmm. football is actually just moved to a summer league start all over again in kind of February March time next year start well, I mean, this is this is something we've been kind of talking about for a while now um, as big fans of the Betfred Cup and the only football games I'm actually able to wear shorts and sunglasses to which I don't know yep. if it's a good thing or a bad thing um, if you've seen my knees you would know the correct answer to that um, <laughs> show and pass would pass judgment on, um, and it's much. It's kind of similar. So, um, the Le Mans motor racing I watch at the moment, sort of big endurance races, usually take place over six hours. Apart from, and this is something you would recognise the Audis and things that used to do it, and Toyota do it at the moment. Fernando Alonso did it before. Um, for those who don't know, um, but what they did was they went to something called a. Well, they had a something called a super season because they went on an annual calendar basis to like a summer to summer one instead. Right. So essentially, the reverse of what you would want to do here. So uh, they've kind of went to like a winter league type thing. Well, at the moment, motor racing runs from the start of the year to the end of the year. It doesn't run summer to summer. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. It's not splitable two years. So what they did was they had a super season which ran over. <sighs> a year and a half, which was an insanely long thing, to put themselves in the position to rearrange it like this. Mm-hmm. Now, this would open up the opportunity for you not to have this like janky season and a half thing, which everyone would get massively sick of, which would be very contentious to the Rangers and the Celtic fans who are trying to classify number of titles without fractions involved. Um, although it could round up the half that Celtic might get for this. Yeah, you win another half a league and then there you go. So got, yes. Then you really would have nine in a row. But then they would continuously debate the fractions as well. So, you know, that would happen. Um, so it, it gives them the opportunity to do that. Are they forward thinking enough to change it? Nope. No, not remotely. And I don't, I don't think there's any other factors against it. You know, summer football, you're not competing against the, the big markets for your, your television rights. Yep. Teams would play better in European competition because they're fresh, they're in competitive football, and that is proven time and time and again by the Eastern European sides and the Scandinavian sides. Um, the only issue you would have if it does get to December time mm-hmm. and your season has finished around the weekend in November, as it might 
yeah. you would kind of aim it to be that, that kind of way. Yeah. If you're playing games into December time, you are you're going to have to find a way to keep yourself fresh. Yeah. The good thing about that, however, is if you are playing, you know, maybe you're still in the group stages, you're playing once a week. Anyway, it's just going to be midweek. <laughs> well, that, that is wildly ambitious, mate. <laughs> you're still in the group happened stages. It happened twice. Both teams, both Rangers oh, yeah, and Celtic. Yeah. For, for, for Rangers and Celtic, I suppose. I suppose it's it's yeah. a very real opportunity. Um, and I, I would but hope, anyway, you would see, you know, maybe someone like either Pipsarts or Aberdeen even just get to a, a, an extra stage up in the kind of qualification because we've got this conference we've got this conference right. now it's, they're doing the third tier competition in Europe mm-hmm. I mean surely at this stage we're going to do quite well in that these these kind of teams should be at that level and doing quite well mm-hmm. they struggle in the Europa League but you know they can comfortably wipe out anyone else mm-hmm. uh, during the kind of early stages of qualifying and they're kind of starting afresh so if you're halfway through a season and stand up you would hope to do quite well so drawback wise though you would miss things like Boxing Day fixtures New Year's Day fixtures which yeah, I think are very popular it's traditionalist it is traditionalist but the fan bases of these clubs <laughs> are perhaps not the most forward thinking at times um, so there, there is that but again especially is- for the lower league sides it's a mess with the amount of postponements that you're having to get through oh it's if you are, I don't know, I mean, like, say you're somebody who plays for Annan, it takes forever to get anywhere, even to Dumfries. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> would you rather have to trip up, trips up to like Cove or Elgin in the middle of December, uh-huh. or would you rather do it in a kind of reasonably nice day in June or July? You know, that's the, the kind of it's stark reality. You'd rather go up there in June or July. You're off your rocker if you think you're going up there in December. It'll get postponed anyway. Exactly, exactly. Especially with the current conditions we're facing these days with all these storms and things. Absolutely mad. I mean, there's, there's so much opportunity there. I mean, even with the kind of Scottish market, you're looking at, as you mentioned there, even like the English market down here. Yeah. This place is dead for about June to the end of July. There's a good solid eight weeks where you have a bunch of numpties down here that have nothing to do. Yeah. You know, you've got the opportunity of football tourism, which is not my favourite topic, but... You know, there's propensity for these guys to come up and maybe just take in a few games. It's, are you not? Are you not a fan of football tourism? Never, never Paul with his, his, his uh, new Queens Park Rangers top on, by the way. Just massive <laughs> fan, massive fan. <laughs> there's a difference between like tourism sitting taking hundreds of photos and actually going to enjoy the game. Sorry, <laughs> say, Paul. I got, I got, I got good Instagrams at Loftus Road. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed parts of the second half and could vaguely see what was going on. Um, that was horrendous. If that had been in June or July, how good would that have game have been? It was so much better. Actually, I saw a tweet the other uh, the other day from someone who was saying they went out and gave some food to an old person, but they forgot to bring their phone and take a video of it. So what was the point? <laughs> um, it's just a little bit like that. Sofa manager needs content. Unfortunately, one of us has to sacrifice our viewing experience <laughs> um, to get that. But again, if you had an old firm game in the middle of August, right? You know, pubs oh, would be crowded crap. down south with, you know, interested punters. It would be a... Even I mean, the only... Yeah, the only problems you run into is the, the international tournaments um, in terms of World Cups and things like that. Now, in our current state of affairs, there's no danger of any of our players playing in World Cup finals. Maybe one or two from the big two teams. Yeah. Three or four from other smaller teams, depending on what nations go through as well. Because... 
I'm sure that Motherwell lad played. Did he not? Did Keepray not play for Ivory Coast, maybe? Oh, not too sure. And we discovered that Hearts played in the, the Greek Cup final side as well, or the winning side. I mean, you'd be looking at a couple of guys representing Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. which is quite possible. Maybe the Republic. That's true. Scotland will never ever get there, so there's Ma. And then, as you mentioned, it'll be kind of smaller nations that will be. You might lose one or two players here and there, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. I mean, at that point in time, if you are losing, say, your, your starting goalkeeper for three or four weeks, like, say, Michael McGovern is still playing <laughs> uh-huh. Northern Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. You lose him for three or four weeks, there's nothing to kind of stop you from maybe saying, right, well, we're going to rearrange some fixtures here. You mm-hmm. have all the time in the world either side of it because it's going to be nicer weather. Yeah. They play midweek fixtures. Or even just postpone the league for a couple of weeks and have a summer break rather than a winter break, you know? Well, it would, um, because, you know, summer holidays and things like that, it opens up more possibility for like Friday night football and things like that yeah, as well. Friday night football um, becomes appealing. Saturday night football is what they've been trying to push lately. Again, I would have some, absolutely no problem with that at all. Yeah, that's been actually going relatively well. I do think the Friday night football with the championship stuff hasn't really panned out. Yeah. It's at an awkward time. I think they do it to sort of they make it for like the nine at nine, which absolutely nobody watches. Oh. I don't know why they just don't move it to like quality kickoffs oh. as it should be. I'm sure the nine at nine ran into ten the other week though for oh. these uh, COVID announcements and stuff. And I thought like, you can extend this blooming show, but you would not show that blooming Ross County trophy lift at the that- end of last season because you had to get on at nine. I was like. Painful. There was a there was a funny video as well of Stephen Thompson actually showing a personality. On the BBC Sports Scotland website and showing what him and it's not Shelley Ann Kerr, what's her name? It's not just Shelley Kerr. Maybe just, ah, I don't think it is Shelley Kerr. The girl with the, the hair and the teeth. As, as co host on that, usually, and you know what he'd been up to. Um, I would actually recommend, and this is one of the things I've been doing whilst football's away, has been watching some of these open goal interviews. Um, and Stephen Thompson's was actually really good. Um, in terms of him telling his stories. They get a little bit fixated on Rangers, I think, on those uh, podcasts because they've had like Ali McCoyst on and um, you know Barry Robson was there for a time, Barry Ferguson, and they seem to be in love with that phase of like Rangers winning everything in the mid-90s. So you kind of hear it from all angles, but it was really good. Um, I can't remember, I think I mentioned it last week, that Charlie Mulgrew was uh, Cockney Rhyming Slam for a poo. Um, I was just like, that's the perfect analogy for uh, my thoughts on Charlie. <laughs> anywho, <laughs> anywho, so we are uh, we're all thumbs aloft for Scottish football, correct? Yes, summer football here it comes. Um, again, World Cups and things could be an issue. Euros would be an issue, but that only happens. It's only going know. to be the Euros. I mean, like the next World Cups in the winter anyway. So problem solved. Yeah, oh, there you go. There you go. That'll be a that'll be a really big problem everywhere, won't it? It's like the it's like the Africa Cup of Nations conundrum that comes round every now and then, where you know half your star players disappear. Um, to play in that, so. that's usually every two years. I'm trying to move it every four years. Well, that was the kind of latest and greatest for FIFA. Right, impose their will on everyone else. So to who, that. who cares? We're not being involved anytime soon. So let's just focus on our own thing. Frankly, yeah. here we go. Oh well, oh, top of number three. Top of uh, number three. If you, yeah, that was that was smooth. Thanks, John. Very smooth. <laughs> what's your What's your next topic? <laughs> topic number three is what have you actually been doing to occupy your Saturdays now? There's no football. Okay. Um, 
What have I actually been doing? I have actually got more animated than I think I've ever been to the point uh, it's actually caused some friction in our household as to the amount of volume um, I've been generating. Um, really? Before you, well, no. <laughs> before you, before I let your mind run away with that, you have actually been involved, John. Um, you know, you've been instructing me, you know, quite well from the back, as you do. Um, we've, of course, <laughs> resurrected after about a year, at very least, our little sofa manager plus Martin. Uh, Rocket League <laughs> squad. Um, so that's what I've been up to. Instead, of, like, I can't be bothered with FIFA. I've never had the time to put it to football manager. Rocket League is just it's so, a perfect time. Uh, it's the perfect time, but Rocket League is just so visceral. Like, you feel like you're heading the ball. You're like urging yourself forward when you're doing your front flips and things like that. Uh, Rocket League, for those who don't know, football with cars, effectively. That's all you fun. need to know. It's amazing. Well, I mean, uh, you know, John, you've been involved yourself, but, you know, coming back from like 4-1 down to draw 5-5, you know, the ch- the amount of volume you're going to generate scoring that fifth equaliser is going to be pretty loud, and it's going to be more exciting than almost anything you can do in a video game. Almost more exciting than anything that happens on a football pitch, because you're not doing that. Um, so that's been cool. I think we actually got beat 6-5 in that game right at the last Probably. Just some shonky defending from Martin. probably Darren or Martin, yes. Yeah, Martin. So, we'll He's not really <laughs> here, <list. laughs> Well, so that that's uh, that's essentially what I've been up to, and I've uh, been enjoying that a lot. Um, and I have a lot of other things on my agenda, such as like building Lego pieces and continuing to podcast. Hey. Um, and forcing others to plan it for me. My brother's currently working on next week's one. So, a lot of yeah. laugh. <laughs> well, I'm just the producer now. So, you know, I'm more than happy to sit back and be the guest. Um, so, I, I'm not that fussed. Like, we go through summers without football. Um, I don't think this season's been that great, especially from an Aberdonian perspective. So for the rubbish season this makes up fact it's probably a bit of kind of saving grace. Yeah, it does. How about you, John? What have you been up to? I have been in the sort of grey outdoors, out for lovely walks, my sort of mandated once a day exercise. You were actually the the very last man in the local as well, essentially. Broadcast on Australian local news. I was on Australian TV, would you believe? Just for a brief second and then you can see. It's absolutely the thumbnail for tonight's episode, by the way. The, the last man with a pint in Britain. <laughs> and it's our own John Brown. Oh, the, the, the biggest thing with that is I, I say to myself, I finished at six o'clock at work. I was like, right, I'll go for one, mm-hmm. just because that's the end. The announcement go made at like five o'clock. So, right, goes down. Now, I'll have a pint of Peroni. Oh, John, you don't want that. Yeah. Why not? All the ales are half price. It's only two pounds a pint. <laughs> if you've ever been to the city of London, that is like unheard of. It's minimum six, minimum six pounds a pint down there. Is it not two pounds a pint? So about six deep at this stage. Australian news camera comes in. Do you mind being uh, recorded? You mind being so interviewed? Aye, no problem, pal. Fire on, like. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable! Can you imagine, like having never been even remotely on local news, to have an international news team come through? As people, by the way, are screaming for others to stay indoors, but nope. Here's John Brown, and here's some perfect high definition quality pictures depicting you at this point in time. <laughs> oh dear! Write your angry comments below. 
please. It's fine. I haven't ventured out since, really. Been apart, from, apart, apart from a mandated box, of course. Of course, once a day, once a day. And you're, you're, you're keeping your two metres, of course, hopefully. Yes, always. I'll do, do that anyway. For like this entire episode, I don't think we've actually mentioned coronavirus or COVID. We've just spoken around everything and said, oh no, the season's over. But we have not once mentioned the actual phrase itself. So I think that's a good thing. Oh, well, now you mentioned COVID. Do you want to do the quiz? Because that's COVID related. Oh, is that? Is that the, yeah, okay, it's COVID well, related. Well done, Paul. Right. That was a good, good thing there. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're getting better. You're getting better at the segues. Okay. Get better at the segues. Right. Here we go. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Wait, wait. Cue the music first. Okay, hopefully that works. <laughs> right, John, talk, talk me through what we're doing, what we're right. doing. This is the COVID-19 quiz. I'm excited. 19 being the, obviously the optimal number here. Oh. You have to pick the famous number 19. Who will look up? I'll give you a series of clues as you walk through them. Right, okay. And uh, if you get one right, you get a point. If you don't, then, you know, sucks. That's fine. Nobody keeps score anyway on this, Joe. Um, that's okay. <laughs> Um, it's for the listeners at home rather than yourself, really. Of course, of course. Thank you. I'm buzzing. So, this famous number 19 was part of the Man United 1999 treble winning season. Yep. Uh, 1999. It's not Paul Scholes, is it? He would have been 18. Next clue. Yeah, go for it. He was a Trinidad and Tobago international striker. Oh, um, Dwight York. York, well done. Ah. Very good. I'm so Paul. sorry to everyone who immediately knows that Paul Scholes is absolutely not number 19. <laughs> that's, a, that's a gaping hole in knowledge there. Um, okay. Good friend of Russell Lappe. Um, he almost signed for Falkirk in 2004-2005 season. Him, uh, Lappe, Jason Scotland, the Trinidadian triad was uh, as nobody knew it. <laughs> we, we couldn't really afford them, that was the problem. Um, the second one, another kind of international superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person uh, won the World Cup in 2014. Scored the winning German international. Uh, Bass, no. Uh, Thomas Muller. No. He scored the winner in the game to win the oh. World Cup. Who Ooh, scored the winner in the World Cup? Uh, closer? Nah. Podolski? Nah. Uh, Cruz? Nah, you want another clue because it's just going a while. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, cool. uh, right. He's only ever played for two clubs in Germany. Yeah. Is one of them Bayern Munich? One is Bayern Munich. He scored the winning goal. 19, so he's not. I think, is it that young boy that maybe played with Dortmund, then went there, and then maybe came back? Ah, uh-huh. what's his name? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be the next big thing. Gotze, Mario, yeah. no, uh, is it Mario Gotze? Mario Gotze, there you go. Oh, I wasn't sure if I was thinking Mario Gomez there. Nah, Mario, Mario Gotze. Gomez. Oh, that's Mario. Yeah, that was a tune. Right, no, get an easier one. Okay. Yeah, who's Aberdeen's current number 19? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's dead easy, John, that's dead easy. 19? Is it a defender? Nah, he's a midfielder. Son of a fan, I kind of punned on the oh, Ferguson. Ferguson. There you go. I wouldn't have got that off the top of my head. Ooh, tough one. 
<laughs> oh, you're showing me up here, boy. You're showing me up. This is bad. Funny, you that straight away. He's one of the first ones on the list. Look at the names at the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the numbers. Uh, next one being uh, Police for Rangers, Bosnian centre back. Bornia Barisic. No, no the he's a full back. What? He's the centre back. Centre back? Who's a Bosnian? No, he's a. Uh, oh, Bosnian. No. Katic? Yeah. He's a Bosnian. Hey, he's Croatian. We've we um, the most below people, guys. I'm convinced. Right, hold it. Adam Nikola. Not Nikola Tesla, Nikola Katic. He came. He's Croatian. He's Bosnian. Oh, right, right, oh, right, hold on. Place of birth, Bosnia Herzegovina. His there you na- go. His national team is uh, Croatia. And to be fair, I think Borna Barisic is Bosnian, but don't quote me on that. He might actually be Slovenian or Slovakian. Okay. Right. Next one. I'm with that bring question, but okay. <laughs> He is a Spanish midfielder. Alright. Most known for playing for Arsenal. Mikel Arteta. No. Um, oh, recently. Or, uh, fairly recently. He's Rangers. probably. Nah, he's better known for his um, unveiling, shall we say, at his uh, current Spanish club. His unveiling his current Spanish club. They put in a test tube effectively. Does it begin with a Does it begin with a T? Nah. A Spanish Arsenal midfielder. He's now oh. playing in Spain. He's now playing for Villarreal. He plays for Villarreal. Oh, the Santi Carzola. There you go. Remember, do you remember his unveiling? I don't remember his unveiling. No. Was some kind of weird kind of holographic tube, and then he appeared out of nowhere. It was like magic. Weird. I, sh- I shall need to YouTube that after. It's honestly the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, um, this is a, a bit of a strange one. Uh, not a slam dunk, that's fine. Because I've sucked here so far. <laughs> so, it's an Argentinian international who uh-huh. started his career at Newell's Old Boys. And Where? Newell's Old Boys. Oh, yeah. I think he was a youth player. Right. Um, he doesn't wear number 19 anymore. <laughs> Plays for Barcelona. Messi. Yeah. Messi used to wear number 19. Did he? Yeah. What number does he wear now? 9? 10? 11? 10. 10. 10. 10. I, so I think Ronald, once he, when he arrived, he took number 19, and I think Ronaldinho must have been number 10 at the time. Ah. And then when Ronaldinho but- left, he got number 10. Apparently he's tearing it up in the prison leagues uh, these days, I hear. I brew or something uh, like that. Something like that. So, that was a good quiz, John. Yeah, that's the last one from me. I am gutted that I didn't know that Lewis Ferguson was number 19 for Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's put uh, that's me out of the hardcore fan category. Um, this year, it was a forgettable season. So. Yeah, but he's been playing for them for two, two, three seasons. I don't think his numbers changed since then. So... <laughs> Yep, not great. I think that's undermined my credibility as the sofa manager host and I'm going to have to potentially <laughs> retire uh, gracefully. But oh, uh, it is, it is. Nonetheless, John, we were talking about what we're going to be doing to occupy our lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got written here, blogging, coffee on the balcony, walks along games, getting in shape. You've been posting some some articles recently. Uh, discussing your strife so sofamanager.com for that of course 
lockdown diaries. The what? The lockdown diaries. Lockdown diaries. Yes, it's uh, it's an entertaining reading to the mindset of John. Um, hope, hope, to, hope to sell to Disney or HBO, Ken, mini series. It. And... I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big watcher. I'm not a big streamer of like TV shows and movies. Truth be told. Oh, have you not got uh, Disney Plus? No, I'm not got Disney. Oh, have you signed up for Disney Plus? I've got it. Yeah, fifty pounds for a year. It's brilliant. Ah, oh, well, to be fair, like I've got my car's Blu-rays in the door next to me. Those are the only Disney films I'll ever actually need. I'm not. I'm not a big Marvel fan or anything like that. So Star Wars. Yeah, I don't mind Star Wars, but like I like I actually like the prequels better than I do the more modern ones. I still think Star Wars Episode One is the best one they ever did, <laughs> which is uh, controversial. I'll put like a lead balloon all over the world. Like I do. I don't think I'm going to be super sure today with uh, not knowing <laughs> my own players uh, in the team that I support, uh, liking Star Wars Episode One, and possibly lambasting Celtic and Rangers fans for being picky gossips. So. Do that you every know, week. There's more. Yeah, whole hog, John. Whole hog. Why? Why? You know? Why bother? Who else is on the list? Uh, well, <laughs> Falker fat. No, <laughs> that would be a that'd be a very dangerous thing. Um, I don't know. I like uh, I like what they're doing at the moment in terms of uh, like streaming sort of uh, the former games. Um, like PSG the other day put on their game against Chelsea in the Champions League a few, which was. Uh, I think two or three years ago now um, and it's when PSG were on the precipice of if they just got to the semi-final or something like that who knows um, and I remember watching it and it was at Lukaku or something like that we were in Sportsters actually at the time us and two other people it was still quiet then holy <laughs> shot well it was, it was pretty dismal but the game was amazing and I remember coming home because they got beaten in the last minute I forget who scored the goal but my brother's a Chelsea fan, I'm a Paris Saint-Germain fan, and he was waiting just to run around the house and just give me stick. And I was like, you utter scumbag. It's the closest I've ever been to like properly just like <laughs> wanting to absolutely leather him in the face. And it's never been the same for Paris Saint-Germain uh, since. So that's quite a good idea to keep us going, right? Remind us of old memories. Oh, John, hello. I'm still here, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> Parrot. Flows out uh, there. Uh, so, have you been watching any of these throwbacks or anything like that? Uh, I've not watched any live stream games yet. I'm so reluctant to do that. Because um, you kind of know what's going to happen. I'd rather just watch the highlights. <laughs> yes, of course <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to waste like two and a half hours of my day like rerunning a game. Like, I like the like- I like the concept, but. People watch like season reviews and things like that. I think that's kind of. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the season reviews are fine. It's just like I say, highlights. Oh, I don't want to sit for ninety minutes of watching folk are lumping backwards and forwards against him. Oh no, awful. no, no, no! no I only remember that, the good parts, which was the second half. That is slightly different. That is slightly different. But I suppose that brings us on to you know, if we had Sofa Manager TV, what would you be rerunning on there, John, in terms of? Your highlights of like things. Memor- memorable moments. Memorable moments. Um, Anthony Stokes' hat trick against Dunfermline, 2006. Is this when he was doing keepy uppies in the corner? <laughs> the corner. You've been reading my notes. <laughs> well, no, but that, that's the that's the memorable thing from that, that game. Is the, that is the memorable bit of that game. Absolutely, um, unbelievable. Before he jumped through a window on drugs at Sunderland. Apart from every club in the northeast. <laughs> Aye. 
Oh yeah. no! Oh no! It was one of the Hibs guys that was banned from every bar in Edinburgh. Derry Ireland. And then he bought his own. <laughs> <laughs> so solves that problem. No, I think um, that would be on it. I think even most of the, kind of, the 2015 Cup semi-final against Hibs, mm. the 1-0 win, incredible moment when uh, Seville scored. Mm-hmm. Still can't believe it. Gosh. Uh, still can't believe Taylor Morgan missed it in the first place, but there you go. Uh, that, that was exceptional. The build-up to the Cup final 2015 as well, getting absolutely hammered in spoons. Mm-hmm. England's an absolute favourite. Despite the result, it's probably one of the best football days I've ever had. That's uh, all uh, brought up recently because Dundee were saying that they had three Scottish Cup winners in their defence and it was like uh, Christoph Berra, Chris Meekings, who um, was in that final for Inverness. I forget who their third defender was. Don't know. Darno D's not there anymore. No, it wasn't Darno D. Right, bear with me. I don't know his squad number either, would you believe? Ah, terrible. (laughs) Two things I'm really bad with, squad numbers and names. Um, That's good for football, that's a bad thing for being a school teacher as well. Hi, Jeremy, Jimmy, Willie, whatever your name is. (laughs) Angela. Oh, hi, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Jordan McGee. Hmm. Uh, He was the one with the hearts, probably. Hmm. I don't think that's who they were referring to. Who's Paul McGowan, maybe? Dundee United. Or no, Hart. Dundee, Dundee. Check Paul McGowan. No, I thought it was a defender, so maybe it was Jordan McGee. Where do you find major honours? Well, yes. Uh, oh no, Scottish Championship, not Scottish Cup. Anyway, they, that that tweet came up the other day and that reminded me of... Um, there was a third individual... Yes, yes, there is. Well, maybe there wasn't. You know, I'm mad. Information has been fairly duff this evening. Um, stroke this afternoon, stroke this morning. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that was a horrible day because Inverness at the time of the Premiership side, Falkirk with the Championship side, Falkirk outplayed them, made one mistake, and lost the game. Um, such was the way with Falkirk in those cup finals, unfortunately. <laughs> Such as the way with Falkirk, not even the cup final. The thing is, though, we've not really had that in a while in terms of, you know, there was a real phase there. If you go look back at those, you know, finals, there was a lot of championship teams involved that kind of oh, came that's, through that's really that's far. For, for years. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> one of the worst. I think County got to finals. Tibbs obviously yeah. got their duck at long last. Um, you know, it was, it was exciting. It was entertaining. It was a, a bit of a kind of mixed bag throughout. Lost that now, now though, well, certainly the last season and, and this season in particular, it is teams you would expect to be there near enough. Um, well, you expect Aberdeen to get to the semis. You expect them to get knocked out by whoever they're playing. I don't you, what. Strunrar or Queen of the South. Do what? That actually lives in my memory. Still watching that in Sky Sports to this day. John Tosh tearing his old team apart despite being fifteen years older than the rest of them. Um. Random aside though, because we've seen this week that they're starting an E Scottish Cup. Oh god. Um, which was incredibly disappointing because it's a football manager based competition. Um which let's be honest is not the most watchable uh, thing. Yeah, it's quite difficult to do. I don't know how they're gonna work it. Um uh, you think that you can you can run only leagues in football manager, I think. But running a cup, that's a challenge, shall we say. 
I think they're going to do it on a, a game-by-game basis, but we are essentially just expected to keep up with it by seeing the results. So they're not going to... No. do that they're going to live stream these or anything like that, which I think is a massively missed opportunity because, uh, you know, other sports at the moment are, you know, choosing to let live stream virtual versions of that sport, like Formula One basketball, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, more idea. it's a difficult thing to stream. If it had been FIFA different story altogether you can probably just run a a Facebook live stream of that no problem I think there's there's certainly a market for that there I've seen um, Jake Hasty or something the other day was on with a few YouTubers um, doing some FIFA so it would be good to see the actual players come out and play each other um, or play some fans or something like that it could be akin to fan cam but like with FIFA they're actually playing the game instead which is very easy to do with the Premiership because the teams are all in these games um, and like who cares if the teams aren't in the games you can still play each other with like Barcelona and you know Real Madrid and things um, anyway sorry for the random asides uh, my memory I have spoken a lot in the past about you know the Bayern Munich stuff um, anything Aberdeen in the UEFA Cup so I went for something a bit different that um, it came up on the Aberdeen Twitter this week unsurprisingly it's a Darren Mackey goal um, if you don't know me just Darren Mackey is my life and football will never be the same without uh, Darren Mackey so this is when Celtic were beaten by Aberdeen 1-0 in the Scottish Cup the article on the BBC was posted on Tuesday the 18th of March 2008 um, was how long ago this was Darren Mackey was that a diving header I feel like it was a diving header but was this a Celtic Park? It was at Celtic Park. Yeah. Um, and I was literally running round and round and round the house. Because, you know, Aberdeen at that time, this is probably the best Aberdeen team I will have ever known. Because um, this is like the year... Is this the year? This is the year a lot of the AFA Cup stuff was going on as well. So this is probably the best Aberdeen team of this generation of my generation of that kind of decade yeah. yes I was supposed to say of the generation and I was like well no because people are alive from when they won the European <laughs> Cup and they, they weren't as good as them um, team of Sutar Alan Blimmon Mabry who again handballed it against Bayern Munich they could have won that game if they didn't do that not that hold a high Xander Diamond who got elbowed so hard by Jan Venegur of Hesselink that he grew like a whole new growth on his face Referee didn't give a booking, didn't give a free kick, nothing. Lovely. Um, so I distinctly remember that. Barry Nicholson was a cracking midfielder. Scott Severin, cracking midfielder. Uh, Richard Foster. Anyway. Um, Jackie McNamara there? Uh, yeah, McNamara came off. Josh Walker came on for him in the 79th minute. He eventually ended up at Edinburgh City. Kareem Tuzani. Who? That's a blast. blast. Sonia Luko came on in 46 minutes as well as Lee Mayer. 33,000 at the game, so it wasn't that popular. Massimo Donati was booked. Giorgio Samaras, Aidan McGeady, Shoneseke Nakamura was still there in 2008. I wouldn't have got that. Oh. Uh, Derek Riordan. Evander Snow, remember Evander Snow? I really remember Evander Snow. So uh, that was my memory. I just watched that on the television. I wasn't actually there. But oh. uh, it, was a, it was a time that and... The end of the thing, the previous season for Aberdeen to qualify for Europe 
was a Scott Severin volley at Pataudry to beat Rangers um, on the very last day of the season. It was a gloriously sunny day. I remember the video was my like autoplay video on Bebo for ages. <laughs> Which kind of there's a throwback. Uh. I feel, yeah, I feel that kind of dates me a bit now um, in terms of how old I was. I need to dig that clip out because that was sensational. I, I could de- describe that volley as clear as day. Uh, so I think that must have been the end of the 2007 season, which then kicked on to all of that. Um, so those those are my memorable moments that I don't yeah. think I've spoke about on this podcast before. Fair play. Everyone else is talking about theirs, so why not? No, it's yeah, it's a, we we get in on that original content, John. Of course, exactly. We're not poaching from air on anywhere. And of course, at the moment, nobody will be starting podcasts out of the blue with their uh, the amount of time they have in their hands. Um, we'll outlive them all. <laughs> we will. Well, I've seen a lot of podcasts like scrambling at the moment to record remotely, and I was I, like, do it for ages, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Very honest in that. I was listening to the tennis podcast uh, on my walk yesterday, and it was good. Good contact, not good content, I should say. Uh, quality wise, what on earth are you up to with the lads there, John? Shawn? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, the Fowler's listening. Then give us a shout, and we'll tell you how to get these recorded properly. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not that hard. The thing about that is, I don't understand. Is their their content is obviously absolutely fantastic in terms of you know. It's good fun. I do need, I've got a few episodes of the telly show I need to catch up on. Um, but, you know, I've invested maybe £100 in the setup I have. Uh, maybe slightly more than that with some nicer pieces of equipment that you don't strictly need. Um, and you're telling me those guys don't have 100 quid in their pocket to kind of boost the equipment a wee bit? Yeah. Um, but... At the end of the day, youngsters who want to start their podcast, it is absolutely not about the technical equipment you use. It's about the content you make. Um, it's just as easy to do what we're doing now and just take the the quality of whatever audio Skype gives you, which is usually fine. It's what we're doing today. And boom, you've got a podcast there. Yes, you can work on the frills around it, but I don't think it, I don't, it doesn't really matter. It's the, the content you put in. And that's why Sofa Manager has been such a... Mediocre uh, success? Um, yeah, a moderate mediocre. is what I was going to go moderate. for. Medi- med- okay. Mediocre perhaps uh, uh, underselling it uh, ever so slightly. Um, but we crack on and we see what Andrew comes up with uh, for next week's show as well. I'll look uh, out for it. So in, in the meantime, John, yes. uh, you've had a few football tickets uh, that have kind of been made redundant now. Oh, Danny. Um you were kind of you were you were very angry about football tourism earlier. So, one of the thoughts I had was that you know we spoke about clubs kind of struggling financially earlier, um, and that they're going to need to do something perhaps towards the tail end of summer when they finish these fixtures or whatever to kind of to boost the coffers a wee bit. Um, I've kept my eye on various football kits that are going for cheap to buy. Um, I'm still oohing and eyeing about the Aberdeen kit, but I don't want to order them in the midst of coronavirus so that I'm encouraging these poor young people to risk their their health on a daily basis. Unless they're uh, supposed to direct and then it doesn't matter. Oh no, but you're, you're imperative. Health, health's irrelevant to them. Like. Exactly. If you're allowed to exercise once a day, you have to provide the equipment that allows you to do that. So uh, it is essential. I fully, I fully understand that. And Mr. Michael Ashley is, of course, a very considerate man who's not prying on, you know, poor low-paid workers who absolutely need these things. Longer. Um... 
So what would you your money spinning idea be? You think okay. to to get money in the coffers? So during this kind of close down period? Yeah. Well, not. Uh, it could be during or after. That's a tough one. You, you maybe. I spun out the question to give you thinking time, Shabon. <laughs> I didn't realise that was going to be the question. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think the question was going to be? I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a challenge when you have to obviously keep it kind of social distance. So you can't have anything at the stadium. Ah, oh, it's got to all be remote. Oh, no, no. no, I've got an idea. Table football, but with actual footballers. Because in that circumstance, they are spaced two metres apart. We have fans operating each. We'll have a big pneumatic thing that like turns. The players will obviously not be like stuck together. They'll have their own freedom of movement. What do you call? What do you, it's not called. It's not Sabutio either. Although Sabutio could be another idea. Just this table football. Just table. But on a, have you seen those? Um, there's those inflatable ones that you get that you're like harnessed in. Oh, like they can absorb balls and then you can run about. What? Zorbos is another idea. That's contaminant. Yeah. That's you know you're within two. Yeah, they're in one of these kind of weird kind of. I'm sorry. Can you imagine an old firm derby with Zorbos, um, and just the utter carnage that would ensue? That would be a laugh for you. That would be sensational. Absolutely sensational. I think they do it. They do it for fun at the stadium and things, don't they? Yeah, they probably do. I. Um, so that would. Keep, I mean, the fans would have to be spaced apart, but you could live stream it instead. You wouldn't have to fans. Yeah. We could donate. Yeah. Put a you lump could have paywall up and then good to go. Like, well, you could insert different, uh, you know, dangers. We could <laughs> throw marbles <laughs> on the floor to trip them up and then watch them roll around, try and stand back up again. Uh, you could deflate Scott Brown's Zorb ball. See what happens there. Um, who? I'm trying to think. Who, ah, there's probably a better, wittier joke about bursting someone's bubble there, about some SFA chairman or something like that. So, I'm fully behind the Zorb football. Jury was such a shutdown, though, and possibly it might usurp the popularity of actual football to the point where the Scottish League just becomes Zorb based in future. That'd be outstanding. It would make for incredibly absorbing viewing. No, 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 no. Okay. It could have been a good marketing ploy. It could have been. It could have been. Um, I would like to see them just bring back random local derbies just at the end of the season, you know. They should bring back like, Master Football. Could, but then how does that help the clubs in any way, shape, or form? You can live stream that as well. You can live stream that, but then the if people you're bringing back are seniors and perhaps of the age that they should be quarantining themselves, as opposed to if they've all been quarantined, you bring them back in without having on any other outside contact. There's no virus True. relation. True. It, this is all a joke anyway. Like this is not a joke. It's zorbing football is an absolutely serious suggestion that I would quite happily put forward. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see maybe like a FIFA league, but then like have the kind of your team captain play, uh-huh. and you can live stream that. Could do. I think that'd be incredibly easy to do as well. Uh, very easy to do because uh, I mean you can just use. You can only be Premiership clubs, unfortunately, but you could do that kind of method, or you can just say pick a random league in Europe and mm-hmm. just pick the kind of smaller teams as well. So you could have like I don't know the captain of in Beath playing. <laughs> I don't know, the captain of Hamilton. Captain Cowden Beath. Or like mascots facing off against each other. That would be that'd make for a more interesting stream. You just need to find sort of two leagues. You could have I don't know what the English Premiership's got twenty and there's twenty 
four teams in the championship. English Championship. Yeah. So you could run the two. And kind of split the forty two teams and just draw lots out of a hat. You could do. I was sure that was uh, was that not the terraces theory for um, when Scottish football comes back? Is you just take like the top six teams from every league, put them in a new twenty four league setup, and just oh, leave yeah. them to battle it out. Forty two, forty two team league, and just play like one one game or two games. It'd make for uh, make It'd for more variety. It would be. Um, I think it would be good to test test the footballers in different ways because years ago they named. Clark Carlisle as the most intelligent footballer. So it would be great to see teams go head-to-head on like things like 50-50 or Gladiator or uh, Wipeout and see... That's how the league table should actually be decided, not on their football ability. But on their, yeah, on their ability across a range of, uh, of game shows instead. Still in the Crystal Maze. Oh, a bit of Takeshi's Castle or something oh, like that. Yes. No. Oh, Takeshi's Castle growing, just put like every single player in it because they start like a thousand people anyway. And see who would win the whole thing. That would be brilliant. Although, uh, people like Alfredo Morelos and stuff like that would immediately start diving and rolling about as soon as anything physical happened. Um, He'd probably break his nose. You remember that door challenge that they used to run towards the door, just like completely committed? Yeah. They would absolutely smack into it, like a speed that was unfathomably painful to do so. That or um, skipping stones. Skipping the wrong, stones. Uh, there's stones in the water. The uh-huh. That's ridiculous. Raven that. was another good game show, by the way. Did you ever watch Raven? Ah, that was fun. It was alright. I didn't, didn't like it. It was fake, like massively fake. I actually don't know how they decided who who won, but it was a game show and a half. Okay, so we're going to round up all the Scottish footballers. We're going to put them into Takeshi's castle. Yep, and then. You get more points the further you get. The total amount of points for your team determines who wins the league at the end. No, it's just last man standing. So if it's just some random geezer who plays for Elgin, Elgin win the league straight up. Oh. Well, we know that if it was a speed challenge, it'd be the players from Nairn County. Nairn County. Fastest. Okay. Anyway, I think uh, that's me. Got my timer at 59.38. Works for me. So, that would be about time to round off, John. So I will leave you to conclude the show instead. Well, shall I? Yeah, that's the problem. Thanks for joining me, Paul, on this lovely day here anyway in London. Thank you, John. Uh, enjoy your quarantine. Uh, we'll speak soon. Uh, and sure. everyone out there, stay safe. Keep inside. Don't kill anyone, please. Bye-bye. <laughs> I thought you were going to have a good evening, a good afternoon, a good morning. Nah. Your hack. <laughs> <laughs>